Hello and welcome into a special uh, early morning edition, it feels like, of Smooth Operators as we have been transitioning into uh, into these summer shows. This time we're going to be breaking down the Le Mans 24-hour uh, endurance race that happens in France every year and breaking down the upcoming Canada race, as Greg's told me to do before the uh, podcast started with Sing O Canada, but I am obviously unable to do that because we would get a copyright strike, not because I'm afraid to shatter these good people's screens on YouTube. Griggs, how are you doing today as we wait for Ben to unfreeze himself? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Today's a good day. Thank you all for being able to do this show early. Glad. It's not going to be a really long show, but just got to get enough in there because we didn't have a race this past weekend, but we can preview Canada as well as talk about some about Le Mans. But our main probably Le Mans correspondent is currently MIA. Which I'm is... here. Why? Okay, there's Ben. Yes, there hello, go. Ben. My network crowd. And he's gone again. Okay, no, he's back. So he's All right. here. No, you're not. You're, you're here and then you're gone. Okay. Well, hello, everybody. I'm alive. Just dealing with some network issues, some technical bugs. Um,. Yeah, just a personal welcome from me, if they didn't extend that already. Um, happy to be here. Are you, though, Ben? So what I'm talking about, boys? Are you, are you happy <laughs> to be I have here? No idea. Huh? Are, are you happy to be here? It doesn't sound like it. You don't have that happiness in your voice, Ben, like you usually do. Because I think he has died again. All right, Lamont. No, how would you get us started? All right. Well, the first thing I want to bring up is uh, how they do their qualifying. It obviously happened a, a little bit while ago. Obviously, if you didn't know, Lamont is a, a lot different from the uh, Formula One and NASCAR we usually talk about on here. Lamont is a endurance series that has four different types of uh, cars on it, from GMTs. Uh, GMT rookies to the uh, big time uh, cars that are specifically built for endurance uh, and how they do their qualifying is actually very interesting to me as they have two sessions the first session is an hour long and you're trying to get into the top six of your class of car and then those six all run a lap or two I believe I can't remember how much uh, longer it is but it's called hyperpole and it's just those six that get decided in that last qualifying session. So a little bit different than the uh, Formula One way of doing it now with the uh, three qualifying sessions going down, the final ten being decided. There is your final six in each um, class of car. So you have a total of 16. Top eight. What? No, it's top it's six. Top eight. It's top six. No, it's top eight. Top You're eight. You're lying. No, I'm not. There's there's 12 entries right now in the hypercar class with, I believe, eight in the hyper qualifying. Hi, uh, second session almost 24 hours later on Thursday evening is hyperpole. Most of the grid will be set come by the end of qualifying with only the class pole sitters and the top six remaining to be decided. Yeah, the class pole sitters one and two. So the top two in class and then the remaining six cars so eight cars total well okay that, thank you thank you thank you you've made me sound they they did not they were not very clear on that 
Um, was that was that from the twenty four hour Dole Mon website? Uh, yes, that's what I was originally looking. Yeah. yeah, they weren't very clear on that. the The WAC website had a much a much better, um, and the Top Gear website had a much better um, piece of info for that. Uh, I did um, want to get yeah, y'all's opinion though on that. Do y'all think that is a better way to do it than? Uh, the way Formula One does it now, where you're settling your top ten at the end of the first session. Um, that's a good question. It, it's kind of similar, but it's also very, very different. Um, knockout qualifying in F1 has been largely successful, and I mean it's such a large, large field. You kind of have to do something like that, you know, where you narrow it down. I suppose despite the fact that it is one of the uh, longest tracks in the world. Is it second on the endurance schedule to uh, Nuremberg, right? In terms of length? Yes, the Nuremberg is longer, but by about three minutes per lap. So, yeah, yeah it's definitely a good bit longer. Um, the Mulsanne Strait, most famous part of that track, is where most of these cars will be hitting their top speeds if not all of them unless they have some kind of technical issue uh what else what else you got the chicane now that they have in the middle of the mulsanne straight to slow the cars down but they'll still they'll still hit their top speed um turns turns one and two um very exciting as well some sweeping corners from two to three to four and you have to get your exit right on four in order to be shooting down the straight up to 230 240 miles an hour um this is all from memory so let me pull up the track you're really smart i also can't add much commentary to this because i don't really watch Le Mans. all i know is i'm cheering for 48 let's go jimmy in the in the stock car yeah and in, in the slightly modified 400 pounds lighter NASCAR. No, it has uh, been. I, the thing I've been seeing on like TikTok or something like that was like the American audio, like like the the raw and then the eagle screeching. It's like their car is like pretty fast in that category of what they're racing against. Who the 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 Garage Fifty Six? Yes. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, they are quick. Um, go Chevy. Go go America. USA. Go America. Yeah. So. Let's see, the Indianapolis S's, um, very famous, very famous part of that track as well. Um, that's after the 90-degree bend at Mulsanne. Um, let's see, what else? Yeah, turn turn one is pretty mellow. Turn two is kind of a left-to-right kink, and then you have turn three. And I guess I guess turn four is that slight little bend, but today's cars will be able to hit that flat out. But yeah, turn three emphasis on exit there as I run through the track. Got to get the chicane right in the middle of the straight, um, and then yeah, the Virage de Mulsanne, Mulsanne turn, the golf curve on on the second straight right out of the Virage de Mulsanne, which is typically a third or fourth gear corner. Um, then you have your Indianapolis S's, Arnage, Buisson, then the Porsche Curves, the DuPont Curve, the Curling S's, which is 
not really an S. It's more of a more of a just long sweeping right hander um, into Maison Blanc, and then you are up into the Ford Chicane, and then you're out onto the straight, and then you have to do that for 24 hours. And pretty hope your pretty car. exciting stuff. And hope your corn. It's, it's a challenging track. It's a challenging track, but it's very exciting. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably going to tune into the first two hours and the last hour and a half. Real, real ones watch all 24 hours, Ben. Huh? Real ones watch all 24 hours. Yeah, I don't I don't have the patience for that. There's too many safety cars typically. <laughs> you don't know wheel, Ben. You don't, you don't know, know wheel. wheel. You don't know wheel, Ben. You gotta stay up. All right. All twenty. I got well, cool I'd love to hear your in-depth analysis of hour thirteen when it's two in the morning our time. And yeah, I remember, when they, were, I remember when they were. I saw TikTok. I saw TikTok of them like during like the middle of the night hours. One of the announcers like talking about like the adrenaline you have, and then I they compare it to something I really can't say on air. But yes, that's how that's where they got to that hour. All right. Moving well, on from Lamont. Hang on, oh, hang on, hang on. I got one more thing to say. Obviously, there's a reason that No Filts brought this up. All right. And the reason is, you know who's going to be sitting on pole for Lamont's? Antonio Giovinazzi. Exactly. And you know what kind of In car he drives? In the Ferrari, my Ferrari. friends. Yeah, you'll have you'll have <laughs> slightly less pain until Ferrari until Ferrari has rely reliability issues and Toyota wins their like fourth or fifth Le Mans victory. So hey, brace yourself. Hey Ben, fact or fiction. Le Mans uh, wins do not translate to Formula One. Fact or fiction? Fact. Actually, fact. actually, actually fact you get fiction. you get license fact points. Ferrari's pole to win ratio is now more in favor of poles than wins. Mm. Okay, you may be right, but sitting, Michael uh, Schumacher would be spinning in his grave at that Noah. Man, uh, Paul sitting in LMP2 is Paul uh, Chatton for IDEC Sport. And then the uh, man sitting on pole for LMGT AM is Ben Keating for Corvette Racing. Corvette, USA. USA, USA. I don't mean nothing. They're going to lose to some Italians. Hey, they're wow, not. You're, you're, you're a club racing. over country? Wow. <laughs> wow. Club over the is obligated to let them through because it's in a lower class. But as um, a man who has driven I, a Corvette before and had it like break down on him numerous times, I cannot who? find it. Me. You've I, driven a Corvette. I have. I my father used to have a uh, nineteen eighty nine Corvette. I think it was. That's cool. It was one year before the Stingray, and uh, it broke down on us more times. Than I can count, so I can't find right, it in yeah. my heart of hearts to root for Corvette. All right, wow. And that was talking French on Smooth Operators today. Shout out France, our number two most listened to country now. I don't bonjour. That's all I know. Mbappe. I don't think you said that right. I think you said bonjour. Bonjour. Mbappe. You mean that guy Messi didn't want to? You got You mean that guy Messi doesn't want to play with? No, Messi's That's coming to America because because he knows. I'm feeling he, I'm feeling obnoxiously patriotic today. Let me just no, say. like I try to look at tickets for when Inter Miami play here in Charlotte. 
uh, $150 to get in, like, upper deck for an MLS game. And his first match in um, Miami, I think they were up to, like, $10,000. So it's crazy. It's going to have the Taylor Swift effect that it had on Ticketmaster. Messi is Messi is now more expensive than Super Bowl tickets. No. Wait, yes. what? Yeah. I thought yes. Super Bowl tickets were yes. like 1000 no. to sit in the cheap seats. Uh, it's 1000 yeah. to get in at the Miami for his first home game. Oh. Yeah. And they're in the oh. last place in the MLS. They're the last place in the Eastern Conference. They're the worst team in their conference. And, and that doesn't pro- say something. I don't know what will. Yes. All right, moving on. I had a little something before we got to our Canadian Grand Prix talk. I saw a tweet today okay. on the SMOP Twitter. If you don't follow us, you can follow us at SMOP, at SMOP Podcast. From Dr. Fangio, some F1 drivers slash principals as cars from the movie Cars, a thread. I want to see you Ooh. guys' opinions. I'm going to read through some of these to see what you guys think. All right. For Charles Leclerc, he gives it to Lightning McQueen. I don't know why. I don't know how. Lightning McQueen is red. Charlotte Claire drives a red car. That's about all I can get. I think so. Yes. <laughs> now, this is interesting. He has Lewis Hamilton as two different cars. He has them as Ramon and the King, the blue 43 Dynaco car. I don't well, know why I he has him as Lewis Hamilton because he played himself in the movie. Well, that'd be no fun. Fernando Alonso's. Fernando Alonso is for some reason Chick Hicks. I don't get that. It's probably made by a Lewis Hamilton fan, this whole thing. It's because he's, he's green. It's because he's uh, green. Logan Sargent is Patriotic Mater from Mater's Tall Tales. Or, okay. evil, Knievel, or evil Knievel Mater for when he tries to jump the cavern. Next up is Carlos Sainz as... Uh, Griggs. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, so Mattia Bonanno is Uncle Topolino from Cars 2. What? Uh, we Uncle... lost him. He's back. Who, me? Yeah, you were going yeah. right. Fred Vassour. Um, no, who would you say Fred Vassour is? Um, The one, the truck that was in the Army. Sarge? Yeah, Sarge. That's all I'm going to go with. I like it. Griggs? Griggs would probably disagree. But since he's not here to speak for himself, I'm going to disagree with Griggs. That means he agrees with me. Yeah, he agrees. He agrees. You're right. You're right. He knows. Um, He knows. Uh, Yeah, so while Griggs continues reading tweets to his screen, not knowing that we're frozen... (laughs) How have you been, <laughs> I've been doing good, but I will try to find this uh, tweet that he said. Is it, it says Doctor Who? Doctor Fang. Doctor Fangio. Fangio. I don't know. So he is an F one fan. That's that's for sure. Griggs, you look so smug over there. I know he's like staring into the camera. Why is he looking into my soul? <laughs> I know. I misspelled cars. Welcome in, everybody, to a more conversational episode of Smooth Operators. We've lost our only structure in this show, Griggs, and we're now going completely off the rails. I love it. I love it. 
Uh, I think he's oh. starting. Oh, he's like disconnected. Going. Is he coming back? Yeah, he's coming hello, back. Hello, hello. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yep. Looks like the Gremlins right. have gotten to our server, guys. My bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next one. He probably did. Um, okay, so Carlos Science is the mater that does like the cave thing. What's that called in Spain? The Matador? Yes, he's a Matador mater. Um, next up, we Are these going to be characterizations of them based on their nationality of mater? No, that would be cool, though. We could do that sometime, though. Sebastian Vettel mater is the German the car from Cars 2 and then Fillmore. That's kind of funny, the actually. Villain? No, the German car from Cars 2, like from the world like racing thing. Oh, okay. that is the villain. No, that no, that wasn't him. No, never mind. Uh, and oh, then Fillmore, the and then villain. villain. Yeah, and then Fillmore, uh, which is kind of funny. <laughs> the German car from Cars Two that raced was Sebastian Vettel. This was not Sebastian Vettel in Cars Two. No, but Sebastian Vettel did make a cameo in Cars Three. He did. No, in Cars Two. Max Verstappen is Jackson Storm from Cars Three. That's kind of funny. It's definitely written by a Hamilton fan. Yeah. Mick Schumacher is Michael Schumacher's car that he voiced in Cars 1 in the English version, so that's kind of funny. Uh, Christian Horner is Doc Hudson. Lando Norris the car that Lewis Hamilton voices in Cars 2, which is kind of funny as well. Because it's Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> no, Lando Norris is the person that does that. Yeah, I know, but the car that Lewis Hamilton voiced was literally Lewis Hamilton in the, you, in the thing. Yuki noticed the uh, Japanese like hypercar from Cars 2. <laughs> Solid. Right. And then the final Solid. one is George Russell is uh, um, uh, the Finn, power uh, Rover. Uh, Finn McMissile from Cars 2. No. And that is F1. No. Finn no, McMissile has a mustache. It does yeah. not. George Russell that. is no, George Russell is the, the actual villain. Like the surprise villain in Cars 2. The one that was like pretending to be electric but actually was a like a gas guzzler, that's George Russell. No, uh, George Russell is uh, the plane. He's gassing from all his lattes. George Russell's the plane. Yeah, the plane <laughs> from that like spinoff movie about the planes. That's what he is. He the is one... the plane from planes. Yeah, he's the plane <laughs> from planes. Anybody watch that you know, movie? That, yeah, the guy, the guy from planes, you know. Nobody watched that I know movie, that. man. I love planes. I don't even know the plane's name. I think his name was Plane. It was something weird. I don't know. All right. Let's get back to Formula One real talk now. It's the Canadian Grand Prix. So Canada 2023, the wildfire will not affect this race. They're going to race starting with first practice sessions tomorrow. So the at the Circuit Gilles Villeneuve. Gilles Villeneuve. Gilles Villeneuve. Oopsies. There you go. Is a 4.361 kilometer per lap track. 70 laps open in 19... 1978 or first Grand Prix was held in 1978 with a race distance of 305.27 kilometers and a lap record of 113.078 held by Valtteri Bottas in the Mercedes back in 2019. 14 corners, three DRS zones with two detection zones, and yeah, Canada. Uh, it's my favorite street circuit because it's like an actual like track that's like a street circuit. It's a real track, and it's a real street circuit. Yeah. Because it's on streets, and I'm 
not discounting Monaco because it's also up there as one of my favorites, but this is like genuinely on public roads. Um, that are with good for real car, cars. Yeah, high risk concrete walls. Um, iconic corners like, like the um, the um, what's it called? The Wall of Champions. Um, it's just a cool track. It's just so cool and it's pretty. There's a lot of green, a lot of grass. For those of you who don't touch it, you can at least watch it. Um, it's just a fun watch. I love the track. I'm really excited for the race. If you love it That's so much, then why don't you marry it, Ben? Uh, uh. Um, this is definitely an interesting track last year. We saw where Sergio Perez really had one of his worst weekends of the season last year here. Out early in the race, and it looked like he was walking through the jungle, I think, after a qualifying picture. So, not great memories of here. Now it might be more common that we see this, though. Fernando Alonso was second on um, was on uh, second on the grid last year after qualifying P2 behind Max Verstappen, which last year was a shock. Now it's kind of more of an, okay, I can see that happening. So, that's an interesting one there. It just It's an interesting track with a lot of just hairpin turns, really, at the... Um, both ends at turn 10 and at turn really turn two for almost a whole hairpin. Yeah. It's, it's definitely one of those tracks that emphasizes braking zones, which leads to real overtaking kind of unlike what we saw at the last race, um, which was just passes in DRS. Um, but that said, I think, there will still be a lot of DRS overtakes given that there's three zones. Probably two for closing and one for really overtaking. Um, yeah. Special corners to you, Griggs. I also think like, another... what are they? Oh, what did you say? I said, what are some special corners to you? Like, what do you see? I don't know. It's just a weird, like, track. Like, it doesn't have, like, just... A, a lot of just like long straights that are just like straights that like got some curvature to it and stuff like that. I mean, coming out from the section from like from turn three to turn seven, just is like it looks like an M, just the way it just quick turns and just sprints right around there. And then that quick, basically 180 from turn one to turn three mm-hmm. that happens there. That's what really stands out to me. And then the the one little turn right before you hit the, um, the one little break in the DRS zone at turn 13 where the DRS zone goes from after turn 11 to turn almost turn 1 where there's just like a little just like a little curve down there to the finish line to just break up the DRS zone really. So technically there's only two DRS zones but really there's three. Good stuff. Noah, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say one of the most interesting parts to me is the pit exit because it kind of comes out if my memory serves me correctly right there on to 2. Because you, uh-huh. uh, it comes out right in the middle of that, and obviously these are high class drivers, so they wouldn't be where they are. But that's still a very sketchy situation to be turning there in one and have somebody come out of the pits. Uh, they're practically on the left side of you, even when they weren't coming down the straight with you. For sure. For sure, and it's one of the few that actually opens up to the inside of a corner in an advantageous-ish position for the driver coming out. Typically, for safety reasons, they exit while they're on the straight in front of the braking zone. 
like at Barcelona. You really won't see action coming out at Barcelona. But here, on the other hand, you could you could see a battle from a driver leaving the pits, trying to get ahead, or the driver, um, you know, coming down the straight trying to get to the head of the driver leaving the pits if they're on a push or something like that. So that would be something to look out for, definitely. And two to three is kind of short enough to where if you get out in front of them, you can hold that lead into three, into four, and then really he won't have another opportunity till 10, turn 10, or turn 13, 14, or until you yeah. complete the lap again. If you can get out in front of them, you at least got three-fourths pretty much locked up to yourself. And then at that time you'll have heat in your tires so you can defend for another few laps mm-hmm. or even get on the offensive. Very, very good inside there. Um, yeah, good stuff. All right, should we do some predictions? I think so. I'm Let's looking at this Ferrari, wondering, wondering how it's going to go for them. All right, let's start off as we normally do with pole position. Let's start with Ben. Ben, who do you think will be taking pole on Saturday in Montreal? You know who. Um, Logan Sargent, your favorite. <laughs> your go-to. Yeah. The fastest driver to finish last of every running car, a Logan Sargent, will start on pole. No, but, but seriously, all jokes aside, I think Max Verstappen's going to have little difficulty taking pole here just given his – Dominance throughout the season. I got to be honest with you, Ben. I think you're wrong. I think it's going to be his teammate. Mm. The teammate that is the king of street circuits, as they tell me. Give me Perez. Or Sheko. Buy the hype. Buy the hype. Buy the hype. I am a Sergio Perez pill. You know what? It's time. Here's an idea. All right. LH44. I think it's time. It's time. He's been without a pole for so long. It's so overdue. And that car looks actually legitimately good if they have a good qualifying session. I think if there's a hiccup anywhere between Max... Or that I think they can take pole position. If it's not a Red Bull, it's going to be Mercedes. I think they're going to need weather to go their way if they want to get pole. They're going to need weather to go their way. But I could, I could, I could see that. All right, prediction. Just random prediction, not finishing position or not a crazy one. But let's just get a normal prediction. Ben, what do you got? Uh, normal prediction for next week. Um. Hmm. Oh, what could it be? What could it be? I'm gonna say that we have three cars who don't finish. Hmm. Do we have any cars not finished last week? No. Completely. Um, they all finished. Everybody finished. Everyone I think, finished, I think yeah. it's the second time of the year, right? Yes. Yeah, so yes. My prediction said at least one. Wait. Yeah, everyone finished. Monaco was not the case. Um, Miami, we had everyone finish. Azerbaijan had two DNFs. Okay, anyways. Well, yes. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you guys, I'm looking at the weather report right now. I know one of you just brought it up. 
We have clear skies. Or excuse me, no, there is clouds in the sky, but there will not be any rain in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, according to the weather app. The next week? Uh, it starts on Monday. They have a 90% chance on Monday. Oh, no, you said well, heat. I thought you said chance in the week. No, from uh, the next week. Next week. Like oh, for Sunday. Uh, because Friday. Th- there is chance rain. of rain for 40% on Friday. But then Saturday and Sunday, it's not going to rain. They have a high of 71 on Saturday and a high of 74 on Sunday. What lovely weather. That is very lovely. It's lovely for a race day. Too lovely. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact. I want you to take no yellow flags this weekend. Oh. It's too lovely for something bad to happen. The whole weekend. Wow. Not the no weekend. yellow I'm, I'm flags in, at I'm all? In, I'm in on Sunday. I'm in on Sunday, Ben. Stop putting words in my mouth. Oh. I don't think we put words in your mouth. You said no yellow flags this weekend. That Man, was You really need to quit here. lying. That is libel. I can sue. Um, okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, we're gonna have a red flag during qualifying. All right. They're pretty lenient on when they get red flags in qualifying, so I think that's a chance. Hmm. All right, Ben. Random crazy prediction. Random crazy prediction. That's tough. I gotta think. I gotta think. Well, you know what? Let's do it. Let's have fun. Taylor Swift is newly single. Taylor Swift. Um, we're not doing this you again. Can't take my gimmick from me, Ben. Fine. I'll I'll, I'll take another gimmick, Ben. Um, let's see. Justin Bieber's Canadian. He'll be there. Hmm. All right, and, and and can I make one race related? Yeah, sure, go for it. Um, crazy prediction: we'll see, we'll see no tire failures, but one puncture hmm. on on Sunday. We'll see a puncture on Sunday. Don't hold me to that. That's not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna. Oh, we're holding you to it. Your prediction. That's oh. that's it, man. If you're wrong, we're gonna kick you off the show. That's it. For All me. right, that's fine. That's fine. I'll take that. You want to know my crazy? You want to know my crazy prediction, guys? What is your crazy prediction, Noah? In Montreal, Quebec, Canada, on November 9th, nineteen ninety-seven, Shawn Michaels got Bret Hart in a sharpshooter. Vince McMahon came down to the ring and rang the bell. In an event known as the Montreal Incident, uh, infamous. Uh, in the WWF, kick-started the Vince McMahon character, one of the greatest heels uh, of our generation. And next Sunday, at the Canadian Grand Prix, the FIA will give an invalid winner a victory. Somehow, some way, they are going to cheat for the winner to win, and it's going to uh, bleed into my winner prediction. So when we get to that, I will complete this. Uh, it's going to be Lance. Watch Lance Stroll be the winner. <laughs> it's his home race, brother. Home um, race. Ben, you look very confused. 
I'm just shocked. That's that's pretty crazy. You should listen to the WWE GL podcast we did last night. It it got crazy as well. Available yeah. on streaming platforms. This isn't this isn't wrestling. This is F one. Give me so, the FIA are kind of like Vince McMahon at times, brother. Give me at least two cars out by lap one, by turn one. Ooh, lap because one turn one. Lap one, turn one. Because look at that turn. It just goes so quickly to a left. To one of the few left-handers to start an F1 track. I feel like there's a couple that are left-handers to start. Am I, am I not correcting? I mean, I know, you're right. I know Coda's a left-hand start. I know that um, Azerbaijan's a left-hand start. I know a few are, but like the way that but just goes. Driver, yeah, the driver starts on the left side, too, if you're in pole. Yeah, I know that, Stu, but still, I don't think it'll be the, the pole who gets a crash. I think it'll be someone further down the pack. But, yeah, I think two le- drivers are out there because the way that you just have to turn, it's a quick turn to the left and then a hairpin, a half, and then a hairpin around back towards turn three. So you really got to go for it on turn one if you want a chance. Mm-hmm. All right, it's okay. time for our podium predictions. We're going to start off with Ben. Give us your top three for this up- next weekend's upcoming Canadian Grand Prix. Um, okay. Top three. I think Verstappen wins by 18 seconds. Mm. Um, We're holding you to that. I mean, 18 seconds. Number two. Um, give me Lewis Hamilton. And number three, give me Fernando Alonso. Three champions on the podium. Next up is me. Yeah, that's yeah. how it usually goes. Well, folks, I don't know if you knew this, but the one and only um, Fernando Alonso said in an interview, maybe it was post-race, that Spain was the last time he was not going to be on a podium. So he is my, Q, uh, is my uh, P3. My P2 is Max Verstappen. And winning because of an incident from the FIA, Luis Hamilton. That's my prediction. FIA, FIA wow. favoring, FIA favoring Mercedes. Come on now, Noah. We're not. It's, we're not going. Really, this isn't the crazy predictions. Never. They it's never really, changed an entire set of regulations just for Mercedes to dominate for four years in a row. No, don't say that. It's it's a redemption for Abu Dhabi 2021. Wow. We're still talking about that. Can we not? Aren't you proud <laughs> right. of me, though? I, did, I didn't do Ferrari. You should. You guys should be proud. I've come to terms yep. with it. I will not accept it because we will win Le Mans, but there you go. Okay. Right, ready? Here we go. Leclerc P3. Hamilton P3 for seven people one. All right. So it's pretty normally I thought I think Lewis Hamilton will give up the pole position, but I was just that Max car like Max something's gonna have to happen for someone to beat Max. Like it's not gonna be a driver error. It's gonna be something. It's gonna have to Carlos Sainz engine in Austria to, for someone else to win right now. We're coming up on the race anniversary of that. I'm very excited for Austria. As I am, I but that is gonna do it for this episode of Smooth Operation. I want to thank everyone for tuning in on this 
cre- on this Friday instead of a Sunday. We'll be back next week, Sunday. Not this coming Sunday, <clears throat> but next Sunday after that. So until then, if you missed any today's show, you can check it out on your favorite podcast platform, wherever you get yours. Follow us on the Twitter at SMOP Podcast. But until next time, for Ben McClurkin, Noah Phillips, I'm Greg Spikebrick. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Thank you for watching, everyone. Have a great rest of your day, and War Eagle.